It's the old Doctor Who show, episode number 15, Genesis of the Daleks. Go forward in all your beliefs and prove to me that I am not mistaken in mine. You couldn't control my mind before, and you certainly can't control it now. Would you like a jelly, baby? The TARDIS, when working properly, is capable of many amazing things. The first polarity of the neutron flow is that the TARDIS will be free of the force field. Well, the TARDIS is more than a machine. It's a genetic, like a person. The resulting reaction is fighting. Are you ready? Welcome back to the old Doctor Who show, the classic Doctor Who podcast review show with your friends, Eric and uh, the other guy. Hey, that's me. I'm Dan. Hey, two guys. How are you, Dan? Hey, I'm doing really well. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I've got uh we've got some stuff to talk about I guess today because last time we met together. Yep. The new show premiered, the new Doctor Who show premiered. Mm-hmm. Uh opening episode was a Davros one about Genesis of the Daleks essentially. Um but there's been a number of episodes since then. Now, I haven't watched any of them. Because I, I, I'm not a fan of Doctor Who. No, I have not seen any of them, so I can only comment sort of on the first three. I know you've probably seen all of them. No, no. Actually, I've only seen the first three as well. Right, look because at that. I really can't stand Doctor Who. But either way, it's um, I have not seen it. You have but not seen them. But of the, saw, th- of the three the... we saw, yeah, yeah. I feel like I, was, I heard last episode, I felt like I was a little hard on it. Um, but it's good. I mean, I like it. I like the third episode, especially the ghost story one. I don't know how that's going to conclude, uh, but I thought that was interesting. Yeah, I think it was really. Oh, I did, actually, I guess I, I saw the end of that one too, so that was great. I guess I saw four so far. Um, no, that was great. But what's more important is how the season opener, two-parter, relates directly to the show that we're going to talk about today. Yeah, you get to go back. I mean, it's, I mean essentially, I guess the you know it, it tackles the same question of if you if you found a baby hitler would you would you adopt the baby hitler and give him a good life so he wasn't a bad hitler that's never an option how come that no is one never ever... an option i was it's just always, gonna say that it's is always never... like a, do you kill it or maybe just be nicer to uh baby hitler than his parents probably were buy him an Ow. extra art set maybe you know push him in a, a better direction than uh you know what are you gonna do i I think I, I see a, a comic book uh, storyline. <laughs> ba- yeah, that's a really hit. Good. Baby Hitler. <laughs> Baby like, Hitler. Why are you walking away from me? Why it, won't sells, anyone... yeah. <laughs> it sells books immediately on its name alone. <laughs> uh, I think it's fantastic. Uh, yeah. But, um, um, but yeah, I mean, this one, this story, this Genesis of the Daleks is almost explicitly that. I mean, it is it is so heavily Nazi-related. It's, it's hitting you over the head a lot of the times. That said... I mean, we can save it. Yeah, it's cool. And and I also like, you know, I I think I mentioned it last time, last episode, where, you know, whenever they revisit the past and then you start to – I try not to get too hung up in continuity because who cares? Judge each story on its own. Um, You know, in the new series, he – and there's a whole other thing. Like, he introduces the concept of mercy to Davros Mm -hmm. that somehow then is translated into uh, future Daleks. Even though because they're part of him in Genesis somehow. of the Daleks, he specifically removes any kind of things, you know, mercy and any other emotion, which is his downfall. Yeah. Had he been exposed, yeah, you start getting into you know weird uh, things. How how would that have affected how Davros built the actual Daleks? Except for the fact if that the we're... Doctor had already saved him. When he right. Was a child. I mean, the only thing you can say with stuff like that is that we are watching it 
in a particular order. That is, if you want to get into like the who way of thinking about it, we're we're watching on a particular timeline, so we saw this happening right, but we... in this order that you know the Daleks were created. He removed all all human emotions from them. They're ruthless uh, survival machines. Um, right, but it goes but, back to like in this. Go ahead. I was going to say because you know we talked about it last time. They don't really do the multiple timelines. You know, it's just one time stream. So therefore, even though we're watching in an order where a later doctor goes back into time mm-hmm. to affect Davros, that would in turn affect the Tom Baker timeline as well, because it's still the same. It's not a branching timeline of which uh, Davros did not meet Peter Capaldi and then one where he did meet Peter Capaldi. It's the same timeline right because they don't do although they do multiple timelines right because they they have done that they did that with uh rose right she was in two different uh realities and there was that the neil game and left one was as well with uh, donna which was but but my point yeah to back up the point is that's a stupid thing to do anyway just look at the story and not get so i agree i agree i although you know like i've said before I'm, i'm very much into canon stories in any sort of series that i watch just stories about canons Canons, (laughs) like that was the weird uh, thing about danny's just real into heavy heavy lead cannons and mystery cannons and pirate ships and the older the better that's what i'm looking for but i like uh whatever like in the twin peaks episodes i want the stuff that's gonna the connective tissue from story to story that builds the world in x files especially i like the the mythology episodes as opposed to the Monster of the Week. Buffy the Vampire Slayer, same sort of thing. I like the ones that continue. I like the Monster of the Week stuff, fine. But if I had a choice, I would go with the things that yeah, connect. No, no, I get so that, when you but... get into these situations where it's not just connecting from storyline to storyline, you're connecting from decades uh, previous, I'm over the moon. I love this sort of thing. This is This is exactly my kind of jam. Which is to say, this is probably one of the best Doctor Who stories I've ever seen Genesis of the Dog across about. Uh, yes oh yeah it's, yes it's definitely across the new who from 2005 across everything one of the best stories on in terms of for me in terms of writing I think the writing is so well, solid hold on hold on pause oh, I no, I want to I want to jump into it I was gonna say like, we it. might as well just jump into doing the actual, I got nothing else to talk about my life is yeah, uh, I got uh, nothing I, but I, dealing with training a dog right now god damn Bioshock Infinite Oh, why? I finished it. It is one of it is a masterpiece. No, in terms of narrative, you haven't played it. I you played like an hour. No, I played a good like five hours of the game and did not. No, more than that. Probably I played several sessions. You have to play the whole like as far as like an artistic achievement. All right. In terms of narrative and uh, 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 politics and identity, like it is a is amazing. It's, it's Listeners, probably this is one the of, point when Eric and I stop being friends. This is it's one of the I'm best done. games that I've ever played. Like I'm just okay. so surprised. We talked off of not on the podcast, and I think your whole thing was like the screen was too close to you or something. There's something That's weird like with a, the way it's displayed. Right. It, it, but no, it pulls me out. I can't get into the game. Like it's um way, way back in the day, there was a split between people who loved Unreal Tournament and Quake. Um and the main, one of the differences, it just makes me think of this, is the physics is different. One's really floaty and arcadey, another is more grounded in, sure. in, okay. in the physics. It feels that way to me. Nothing feels real. Everything feels floaty. The camera perspective keeps me out of the game. I can't get absorbed into it. Where you have a game like Last of Us that is incredibly cinemat- cinematic, 
I'm immediately absorbed in that game, even though it's not even a first person shooter or third person. I'm more absorbed in that than I am right. in. But your so, but your hold up is a technical one, right? I mean, yes. it's, it's the so, it's the gameplay. So I can't the, even appreciate the, anything else. The right. gameplay is fine. What I could say I don't the understand was like very how, much the same yeah. as the first one. How do you not appreciate like the art direction and the the attention to detail and just the way that they present the story and it unfolds? I don't want to spoil anything because I it's, think you're you not have, spoiling a thing. How far did you get? I don't remember. It was like, okay. this was like two years ago, three years ago. Did you get? I don't want to spoil it for any. All right, so the, no one um, cares. listeners, we're going to jump off this, but uh, I <laughs> this is a high recommend for me if you can find it. I very rarely play video games, so I've had this game like on my hard drive for I don't know three years. It came out in two thousand and thirteen yeah. or something. So right. what two years? It's amazing. Dan is not a fan, uh, so I know, want to it. like it. I loved the first one. I even it's played so, the it, second one and got and it was okay. It was fine. It had its problems. I was very much looking forward to the third one before so it came out. Good. But there's something. Yeah, all right, you know what? I'll go back and play. I don't play. I haven't been playing anything recently. Anyway, maybe I'll go back and play that. That's not gonna happen. It's I'm not gonna happen. Front. You're not. You're not gonna. You're not gonna play it. No. I just wish no. that. I actually um, don't even know where my Xbox is. Anyways. Yeah, I wish that you, the the uh, interface or the uh, gameplay worked for you because I feel like you're missing out on the story and the writing and the way that they did Elizabeth, the character was mm-hmm. so good. Like it, for me, it's like, you don't, we don't get enough uh, games like that at all. Yeah. And I know exactly where you're coming from. Like, like I just said, last of us is one of the best. Yeah, games I've, I've I ever don't played. have a, a PlayStation. So I have not played that. And I've heard that's very good. It, it is an incredible story. It is so well acted. It's, it is absolutely gorgeous. Um, not just in a, you know, ooh, look at how great the the graphics are, but just in an atmospheric way, um, it's an, an incredible game. Um, now, so, is that Amy Henning or Henning from? Yeah, Uncharted? I think so. I think that's right. Yeah, that's right. I she's think so. she is awesome. Like I remember, I was a huge fan of the Soul Reaver games, which oh, yeah. she used to uh, write. Yeah, I've heard that's right. a, that's a great game, and and eventually I'll. But it's that Get style of game where it's like it—it it is not just the gameplay and mechanics; it's the story as well. Is yeah, just, just so well done. Right. And we, you're right; we need more of those. I mean, another one that's just kind of epic in its scale is something like Candy Crush, where I'm just blown away. <laughs> wow, wow. <laughs> All right. On that note, right. uh, dear listeners, we are going to get I'm into sorry, uh, Genesis of the Daleks. Let's go back Let's to the beginning, to the Genesis. Imagine that, and then all of a sudden we're just talking about Genesis, and it's just like, I, I cut right now into Phil Collins, some smooth-ass <laughs> Phil Collins. Stuff. It's not Peter Cetera. It is Phil Collins, always and forever. All right, so here we go. Let's uh, hit the, the machine here and, and travel back to Scarrow. What are you waiting for? Just touch these two strands together, and the Daleks are finished. Have I that right? To destroy the Daleks, you can't doubt it. But I do. You see, some things could be better with the Daleks. Many future worlds will become allies just because of their fear of the Daleks. It isn't like that. But the final responsibility is mine. And mine alone. Listen. If someone who knew the future pointed out a child to you and told you that that child would grow up totally evil... To be a ruthless dictator who would destroy millions of lives. Could you then kill that child? We're talking about the Daleks, the most evil creatures ever invented. You must destroy them. You must complete your mission for the Time Lords. 
Do I have the right? Simply touch one wire against the other, and it's it. The Daleks cease to exist. Hundreds of millions of people, thousands of generations can live without fear, in peace, and never even know the word Dalek. Then why wait? If it was a disease or some sort of bacteria you were destroying, you wouldn't hesitate. But if I kill, wipe out a whole intelligent life form, then I become like them. I'd be no better than the Daleks. Okay, this is Genesis of the Daleks, 1975, Dan. This is written by Terry Nation, one of the greatest names oh my God. Uh, in uh, history. That's uh, true, but also one of the greatest writers. I, I love his stories. And David uh, Maloney is the director. Mm-hmm. Uh, quick synopsis here or an intro. Uh, on a return trip to the space station Nerva, the Doctor and Harry and Sarah are intercepted by the Time Lords and sent to the planet Skaro, and they send them back basically to the the creation of the Daleks in the hope that they could stop Davros from creating these monsters or learn a, a weakness or something they can use later and exploit. This is, as we said, and we talked about this previously, this is an amazing uh, six-part six episode. One mm-hmm. of the best stories easily through new or old, too. Uh, we've got a huge amount of characters to go through. We've kind of got three factions. We mostly concentrate on the Khalids, uh, but you have the Thals and you have the Mutos. Uh, I'll throw it over to you, Dan, because I know that you have a lot to say about this episode. Okay. You hated it, right? I could not yeah. stand this episode. No, this is, like I, like I said earlier, this is this is by far one of the best episodes I've ever seen. Um, yeah, I mean, there's, there's some interesting stuff going on here. The... I always come at at a review of Classic Who uh, as someone who got into Doctor Who through the new series. So this is it's another instance where I'm seeing Time Lords who have an effect outside of just um, something that's happened in the past, something in the Time War that you don't see. You're actually seeing direct influence of a Time Lord having uh, the Doctor do something for them. So I found that fascinating to begin with. Um, one of the things that's kind of nitpicky to me is, is again, a story thing... Uh, that they take away the TARDIS, they they meaning Terry Nation, the writers, they they take away the TARDIS um, to up the stakes for him a little bit. He doesn't yeah. have his Sonic. Well, yeah, it's some of these artificial things that that heighten the tension, which is fine. It works because it works out. It's 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 brilliant and it's fine. But you know the the thing with the time ring yes. to get back again. I mean, yeah. okay. So that aside, that's just a little bit like, hey, we're gonna get we're gonna give you this incredibly important uh, existential challenge to do, but at the same time you have to do it with your arm tied behind your back and uh, blindfolded. So yeah, I mean that's whatever. Yeah, it's fine. But this it's a story thing. It's just one of those things like yeah, it's, whatever. And it's such a dark story. Uh, the opening, you know, you have this uh, slow motion war scene uh, with the gas mask, and again, there's tons of World War Two imagery. Throughout this whole thing, but yeah. also World War One. War One, yeah, yeah exactly. Like, this this opening felt yes. more like World War One yes. with the trenches with the, and the, the get, mustard tr- gas. Exactly type. the trench yes. warfare and the gas yep. mask and the mix of sort of old world and new world, which was happening at the, uh, you know that time during the war. Yeah, um, the fact that it was sort of this never ending thing, and we get that Einstein quote. Uh, you know the world. I think it's World War Four. World War Four will be fought with bows and arrows, and Harry makes a comment about that. Um, which is similar to World War One, where uh, eventually all the country started to go broke um, and things were getting very, very dark uh, very quickly. That was such a striking, strong image, the way that this, this one opens up. 
Yeah. Um, you know, it's not something light at all. You're literally, and the fact that they made that decision to show it in slow motion, which was pretty daring, I think, for the time. And I think they got some complaints uh, from, you know, children's groups or, or, you know, advocates that, that thought it was too violent for the kiddies. In fact, I think, yeah, I read, read something similar. I think in later broadcasts when they, especially when they did the, this is a six-parter, but they do have a version that's cut down and consolidated, and I think they removed some of the harsher stuff yeah. out of that. And well. for a six-parter, this episode is pretty tight. There's like there's one yes. area that I think was a little bit like, meh, and that was uh, they gave Sarah uh, Jane this nice moment where she's going to do a, uh, an escape, and they all mm-hmm. plan on escaping, and they go up the rocket, and then they get caught, and they go back down. Like, there's not, like, a lot that... I mean, it's a cool moment for her. I wish that that led to something or pushed the story forward more than establishing her relationship with the Muto. Uh, right, Severin. and that's what that was. Right. right, it was all in service of that. It was cool. I mean, I, you know, yeah. I, I wish that it sort of did more than just a good cliffhanger for an episode, and then the next one they're like, "Hey, come back down." <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. Um. All right. Yeah, so there, let's, bu- let's... there are a bunch of there are a bunch of cliffhanger moments like that where it's like the doctor gets yeah. electrocuted yes. and you're like oh my. <laughs> just to the point where like oh my god everything's and then the next one you come right back and no, everything's cool he, he is, just wakes yeah. up and he's been captured all right so let's let's talk a little bit about the the different factions right yeah. so we have the super nazi uh neither yes. which is like their security commander like you can't have made him. Oh, you're look gonna you're gonna do like, names? Jeez, man! I did. This, I got all I got all the names. This is for a people, chock so. full cast. There's it there's got to be a good dozen important characters in this episode. Oh, go ahead. Uh, so we got Nider uh, again. Stereotypical glasses. Uh, you know, he's he's the Nazi guy. He's the he's the the ultimate bad guy. Uh, Davros is right. You know, right hand man. Oh, this is this is Himmler. This is the, yes. This is, okay. Yes. yes. Yeah. Um, General Raven, who was an interesting character. That's the guy that was the young general, recently promoted. He's like a monster in the beginning. He's like, well, use their bones oh, he's for a, bullets he's or a, whatever. Yeah, he he's a very that, young Grand was, Moff you know, Tarkin. Writers, he'll use their bones for bullets. You can, you know, yeah. if you want to take that. But he becomes sort of a, an ally later on, which I felt was a it was a sort of an interesting, strange twist because he's so well, they awful did that, in the beginning. Well, they did that throughout. Yeah, I agree. I did. They, but as. Davros's plan becomes clearer and things start going off the rails, you start seeing all these characters start coming around. Right. A lot of people have changes of heart and have a conscience and yes. you know, some, yeah. I, I really enjoyed that, actually. Right, uh, so Davros, we get, uh, you know, obviously, you know, he's the the, their thaw, uh, the Khalid's greatest scientist. There's some you know inter- what's amazing yes. about Davros? I love the makeup and effects and the fact that it stayed constant from That's this great. moment through... 30 years is insane. 40 years. It's it's amazing. This It is the, the I wish I had looked up who did the character design on him and I should have to give oh, them proper credit. But it's a brilliant oh, it's like amazing. it's so good and the way that it works with the John existing John Friedlander. John Friedlander okay. did Davros's mask. The, but, yeah. the way that it worked with the existing Dalek design, you know that he's uh-huh. their creator but he's also them part of part of them with his chair and everything. Right, but the fact that the Dalek was actually starting off, not even as a Dalek, it was the Mark III... Uh, uh, travel machine. Travel machine, yeah. right. It was a travel machine. So it wasn't even intended to be its own self-sufficient... Well, maybe it was. Who knows what Davos had in mind? But he was explaining it as right. though it was so just th- a thing th- for their future evolution of the of their race is going to be this 
whatever yes. blob like right. so he, he did the math and figured you know we're all gonna uh turn into this tiny little weird creature so what i'm yeah. gonna do is create that creature first because i can figure out how we're gonna be and then start putting yeah. them in these machines right um all right so then we have uh ronson who is that sort of old guy uh good guy you know he's one of the first people to uh make contact with the doctor and you know the doctor sort of gets out of him that he's you know thinks that this what they're doing is wrong um right he actually he's the one who assists in their escape yes uh, yep. initially which yeah is so the doctor important. and harry convince him that uh you know they, they're going to talk to somebody right they're going to go talk to someone else within the college group that may think that what they're doing is wrong and we got right Cavell. because at this point at this point the Scientists have so much sway over uh, the entire society. There are very few individuals who can actually stop Yeah, the them, society so. breakdown is also very interesting because yeah. you have this elite group, sort of this upper echelon elite circle that mm-hmm. is all science. Like, science is the enemy in this. I mean, there are... There's- there's the scientists, and then there's the uh, military. There are the elites. Yes. Is but then there's two, the science military elite. Yeah, and I guess so. Okay. that's where that guy Garman was the head of the elite military science corps. Right, um, right. But it's interesting the fact that, uh, you know, science, this is what happens when science goes awry versus religion, uh, mm-hmm. you know, uh, going awry, which you can we could loop it right into Bioshock Infinite if we want to. Can we please? We're not going great. to. We're not going Aww. to. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, uh, who else do we have? We've got the uh, some guy named Mogren who was the uh, good counselor, I think, that they are the good call it or good in quotes but he's the one that, that determines that they're going to halt davros's experiments at the end he's the one they go speak to, to yeah the falls other than that woman um that uh, benton is her name that leads mm-hmm. sort of the the attack against the the college base at the end we i don't think we even know any of their names there's like sort of that president character or whatever guy that that launches the missile strike against the sure. the college dome but you don't really She's the learn only one that actually matters yeah you don't yeah. really learn much about the fall people they seem similar in ways like they're an advanced civilization and the uh the falls are an advanced civilization as well as the college this war has been going on for so long that they're just sort of bankrupting themselves and I, I get the sense that at the start of this, the Thals are on their last leg, right? Like this uh, rocket is their right. last chance. The Thals are the also garbage people. They're awful people. Like that's another thing that I found very interesting. Not The Khalids aren't just the bad guys. The Thals are garbage. Like they're taking prisoners and exposing them to radioactive material to load into yeah. their weapon. So like yeah. nobody is nice. Like it's just awful Everybody on this planet is human garbage and uh, or Khalid or Thal garbage. I don't know how, how they refer to themselves. Humanoid, it's fine. Humanoid garbage. Um, but, yeah, so what a great uh, setting and uh, series of conflicts to set up to tell the story of how uh, the Daleks came about. I just love that. Yeah. And then you have Mutos. The Mutos are – these are the, the sort of the outcasts that have been deformed too long. And I guess the, the natural evolution of a Muto is a Dalek, right? Or the thing inside. You Maybe. Know, the, I mean, they don't really, they don't really specifically say it. It seems like uh, Davros has a plan for this evolution that maybe isn't quite the same as what would have naturally happened to them. Cause I think he's kind of bending them towards his own will. But um, yeah, these yeah. Mutos are just guys that have been exposed right. to so they're in the wasteland, this radiation, um, in the wasteland on their own. And we learn, we meet one of them, this guy Severin, who befriends uh, Sarah Jane, 
and he's sort of the uh, her protector in a way uh, in some scenes. Um, such a great, lots of really great character moments too. And we, I think, I don't know if I cut it out of the editing, but Dan, when we were talking last time about the previous episode, I was like very excited because I wanted to tell about the scene of Harry and the yeah. doctor and Harry actually saving the doctor from the landmine. That was in this episode. That's in this yep, For anyone beginning. listening, they're like, what are you talking about? Maybe I, I'd cut it out. But having that moment, went such a long way in establishing the closeness of this core group. Um, yeah. The fact that he saved the doctor and it really sort of gave Harry some respectability that maybe he hasn't quite earned because he's usually doing goofy things or whatever. Uh, so I thought that was a really nice moment. Yeah. I think that Harry had a lot to do in this episode, which was, which was kind of great. So there's, there's that moment in the beginning, whenever the doctor and Harry get captured, they get separated from Sarah Jane and the two of them get captured. Um, and they're going to go through the scanner to see if that they're safe. They're just make this joking back and forth about, can we get tea or we're not going to get, right. oh, we're not going to get tea, right. Harry, which is a really good thing between them. Harry does this whole, uh, uh, helps them escape whenever they all get captured later on in the fifth episode or so, uh, dressing up as a guard, um, et cetera. He just, he has a lot of stuff to do. And on top of that, he gets to, uh, keep wearing his cravat the entire time. Yes, I just can't. With, <laughs> Jesus, this man, he's got his double breasted yeah. laser and cravat. He specifically, the entire episode is in it. He changes out to dress up as a guard when he's done with that, he ties his cravat up again because he looks <laughs> fucking amazing. Um, Sarah Jane, however, does get a costume change, which is really nice. She, she goes from a sweater that she can rock. She just looked yeah. amazing in this sweater. And then towards the end, maybe in the fifth or sixth episode, she's wearing this nice little camouflage outfit. Now, that is... now did you read why that is? No, why? Okay, because I loved it. I absolutely yeah. love it. She's wearing this like huge buckle, like camo pants. She looks great. The next episode... Um, which is Revenge of the Cybermen. Uh-huh. I think they may have shot that first, and she's in that outfit in that episode, so they were like, we have to get her in this outfit, so they just wrote in the script like they would hand her that uh, military garb, and she would put it sure. on, so the next episode she would be in it. But Harry, you're fine in your blazer. <laughs> you're okay. He looks so dapper. It's, it's fantastic. Oh, God. Yeah, and and the doctor's wearing his hat in this one, which yeah. towards the end, which is really nice because that's kind of how I think of the doctor with his big scarf and hat. Yeah, and we get a um, nice uh, pull out your pockets gag. Uh, of when, course, when the doctor and yeah, so I guess to 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 back up a little bit, so they the the time lords intercept them, they give them the ultimatum. This is what you need to do. It's as if you know somebody reaches into a bag and pulls out Sarah Jane gets separated because that's always seems like we're gonna always course. separate Sarah Jane. She gets separated, and the Doctor and Harry end up with uh, the uh, Collins. Yeah. Um, so we get that whole, you know, you had made a comment before about how he sort of always has things on him. They do, a, like, an empty your pockets, and I think he's right. like, well, this is going to take all day or, or something. And he's just pulling out these uh, ton of ridic- yo, yo, ridiculous yo and items. chunks of yes. rock. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Um. So what else? What else? Uh, we got uh, the okay, old well, de- dead guy on the wall gag that they've done in the Time Warrior, where they put, you know, the dead on the wall to make it look like oh, on the wall, yeah. yeah their, their numbers are greater. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know that I really care to go through a lot of the chronology because there, there were some yeah, amazing it's, it's, moments. The, the the when the Doctor decides that he has no choice, he's not going to be able to convince Davros. He's not going to be able to find any other way to stop the Daleks. He has to actually destroy the the Daleks. Um, 
uh, the incubator, organisms. Yeah, yeah. yeah, in the incubator with this like C four looking stuff, which apparently they're just keeping all the supply closets. Um, so he's standing there, he's running the wire, and he just has this long exchange with Sarah, which is amazing. It's it, a it is great the entire scene. It is absolutely the if you ran into Hitler as a baby, blah blah blah. It, it is that. Um, it, it's just it's so well done because Sarah, they're 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 both right there they both have a point of view that is that is right yeah Um, what i love too about that is his connection that all the good that came of all the bad the fact that all these other factions or or countries or planets or systems or whatever that may have already you know may have been at war with each other have been mm -hmm. brought together and it's generated peace as everyone fights against the common enemy the daleks and when you take that out then what happens like you know Taking away the Daleks doesn't necessarily make the world better as much right. as you, you would think it would. Um, and I thought that was such a great speech scene. Like, that was... That was I love that amazing. Sarah says, um, to the doctor, says, why would you wait in, in blowing them up? If it, was, if it was a disease or some sort of bacteria you were destroying, you wouldn't hesitate. Because I mean, yeah. they really are this sort, of, this sort of virus, and she doesn't see them as being intelligent in any way at this point. But that's that's the doctor's kind of line he won't cross um at that point it was great and you also that was great yeah that was great. and you also have like a 9-11 style uh davros conspiracy thing going on too where he allows the uh his own people to be destroyed by weapons you have that whole hey it's not going to be a uh, old doctor who podcast without me bringing up some kind of reference to a 9-11 truth <laughs> Truth or conspiracy. And for the record, I'm not one of those people. Oh, my God. But that's what he does. Like, he's like, it's pretty much the thermal. It's like You could have just said a conspiracy without (laughs) calling out the 9-11 truthers. Because it's all connected, my friend. Because they're talking about, like, literally, they're like, it's the thermite paint or whatever that they're they're talking about. Oh, my God. Okay. (laughs) That aside. (laughs) So he releases the, I could have said, you know, because people said it about uh, Pearl Harbor. The Pearl Harbor sure. conspiracy, where uh, we sure. needed to go to war, you know. Well, that's fact. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so, I mean, it's it's like such a dark episode. Like, there's like no moments of uh, hope in the whole thing. You know, yeah. even at the end, it's not that they saved anything. Maybe they delayed it a thousand years or whatever. That's what he says. Delayed by a thousand years. Yeah. I mean, what I like about. Uh, about Davros in this, like like you're saying, he's not just this evil scientific genius. He's a tactician who's playing four or five steps ahead. Yeah, he's gonna he's going to go ahead with this, you know, whole vote of democracy. Do they want to follow him or continue or blah blah? Just just to to play it all out. I mean, the fact that no one saw the Davros saying, "Okay, let's all get in a room together and we can vote, and I'll present my side of the argument, and you guys can present your side of the argument, and when we're all done, I'm just going to send in the Daleks and kill everyone." <laughs> They just even the doctor was just like, yeah, that sounds good. All right, let's just do that. Well, let's just yeah, every everyone that's elite, let's go into one room together. Well, this is the same uh, society that has like a panel that has two big buttons that say fire and destruct. <laughs> that way you don't makes, confuse them. Yeah, Davros makes the worst buttons. He I wrote that down. He has one that says total destruction, and on his on his conveyance his his ambulatory machine there's just a button for the life support yeah. just right there the the one that you because you're gonna yeah, want to flip it all the time hit that one don't hit that one oh, uh yeah for a scientific genius he's a dumbass when it comes to buttons um 
And speaking of dumb, like the fact that Harry almost steps, he steps into a giant clam, I think, twice. Like, I think, <laughs> oh my God, those giant clams right. so, are amazing. So, so Davros has been experimenting on these, uh, I guess, animals prisoner. First. It starts with animals and he's moving yeah. around. And every time he does something and it, it's not quite what he wants, he throws it like in the sewers or in the tunnels. In the tunnels, So, of right. course, our heroes end up in the tunnels because that's the, how they're going to, the, the secret they tunnel that goes rep- right to the enemy. <laughs> that they don't, they don't know it's there. It's like the trap door is right in the middle of the floor, and like nobody figures out that maybe you should lock that if it's connected to your enemy city. Right. But anyway, Harry but keeps hey. falling into these giant clams. Like he walks by, and like literally, is like I gotta, I gotta, like. And for the actor, bravo, because if you were told that you had to accidentally step into a club, a six by six giant foam clam and make right. it look believable twice, twice, he deserves some kind of award. But they do actually make a joke about the fact that I'm sure this is where all the monster mutated animals are going to be. Yes. Like, they, 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 they acknowledge, acknowledge it. it that, yeah. There is a weird thing, though. How does the doctor save Harry the first time when his leg's caught inside the giant clam? I don't know. He breaks a stalactite off of the cave and uses it as a, pri- as a like, crowbar right. to open up the clam. He breaks a stalactite of stone. Oh, he's super strong. <laughs> <laughs> okay, great. This is what I'm getting at. <laughs> I just wasn't aware of the uh, yeah, okay, sets cool. are an actual uh, rock. Um, oh, it was amazing. It's just like, why did they think that? And then later, he and Harry both pry open some like metal bars. Like, yeah, that was, when right. so when the doctor's on Scarrow, it's like Superman like coming super, to Earth. He's got super okay. strength. All right, it's there's something to do with the sun. It's fine. Oh man, what a great episode, though. I mean, I think we pretty much hit. Uh, well, did we actually, talk about Davros and the Doctor? They had that a really nice uh, speech between the two of them. Uh, I don't have any of the details, but it was nice. <laughs> <laughs> was I can't lovely. remember. They're they're it talking about. Uh, I think it's about to your point about the virus, right? I think yeah. they, they the two of them also have. Oh that. yeah, yeah, yeah. So so the Doctor has says, says to him, if you had hypothetically created a virus um, that would wipe out every other organism in the universe, would you do it? Yeah. And Davros gets like. Yeah, yeah <laughs> like in, instant chubby. He was like, "Yeah, I would absolutely do that." But to hold it in my hand, the thing that is going to be the only thing left in existence puts me beyond the power of gods. I did read that later, another time that we see Davros. That's exactly what he's doing. That actually, okay. that idea comes back, which is amazing. Um, so the doctor kind of plants that in his mind. The other thing that's really interesting is. And I think it. I was just doing some research because I loved this episode so much. I just went back and kind of read as much as I could about it. Um, it this is basically the first shot in the Time War. The Doctor and the Time Lords started the Time War. This is this. This, this is it. This is this is where it all started. Was that but now at they the decide end to of interfere. this, Davros is killed by his own creations, right? So the Daleks essentially slaughter all of the uh, Collins. In they, they the production everyone. notes. And Apparently they they, they had off, shot it's off screen. They had right? shot that yes yeah. they, it, it was you don't actually see Davros you see his hand you don't actually see him get killed. Um, they apparently shot this but edited edited it out for some reason on his control panel on Davros's control panel whenever he gets uh, killed by the the Dalek or hit hit by the Dalek one of his his lights starts blinking rapidly on there. Later on, I guess when he comes back, it's explained that his chair put him into a stasis. And that's what that was supposed to indicate was that his life support was going to keep him going. I don't know. Whatever. Didn't matter. When does he, he come does, back? Obviously, yeah. What's that? When does he come back? You said you read up on it? Yeah. I think in, not until... Do we do that episode? No, I don't think we do. 
I, I can check yeah. uh, if you want to talk. But yeah, he doesn't come back till, till much later. What's actually really, really cool, We I want to talk about this too. The actor who plays Davros. Yes, he's your father. So he's my dad. <laughs> Um, we call him in, we call him Dadros. We call him Dad at home. <laughs> he prefers that we call him Davros at home. Dadros. Um, so uh, Michael Wish- Michael Wisher is his classic. name. He's been in a bunch of who that we've done. Um, he was in Terror of the Autons. He was the oh, son who, who inherited. He was the son who inherited the Plastics Factory. Oh, the old Plastics um, Factory he was, inheritor. He was in Carnival of Monsters. He's one of the uh, blue and white. Okay. Painted yeah, guys. Yeah. So he's actually the brother of the like prime minister guy. Um, and then for at least three episodes, he's the voice of the Daleks before Genesis of the Daleks yeah. happens. So he's one of the original voices. Obviously, it makes sense the way that he sounds in the, the aided voice. But he's he's the one who originated the role. But he had all of this beforehand um, experience with the Daleks uh, doing the voice. I, he's just – he was great in this. You um, should listen to uh, – you may like it – the Big Finish story, Davros. Which goes uh, into sort of his life a little bit. Um, oh, yeah. That story is there's like a corporation and they revive Davros. He's dead. And they bring him back and him and the doctor work together. Um, mm. But it's like one of those audio big finish things that. Yeah, yeah. where thinking. does that fit in the in the timeline, in the chronology? Uh, it's a good question because they in in the start of that story, it's a um, uh, Colin Baker episode. So as far as. The Doctor timeline goes it in the Colin Baker error. Davros is already dead. Um, so that's mm-hmm. why I was asking you when his next appearance was to see if he appears again before Colin Baker's time or if that's how he comes back to life is this particular story. Um, but they find his body and they, and they bring him back and then uh, the Doctor's unhappy about it. Destiny of the Daleks, I think, is when he comes back and that's not until 79 uh, and it's actually taken over by another actor anyway and i i i also thought it was kind of interesting this is the only dalek story we've done right yes that we've done uh as far as the old doctor who show yeah well i mean there's the very first uh appearance of the daleks way back in the first season we didn't do it though i'm saying episodes that we reviewed no you're right i've seen because i'm sorry i'm trying to remember if if we did it or if i just saw it but i guess we just yeah there's been plenty of appearances prior but i don't think we've covered that's that's amazing which is kind of interesting great one to do and then i I also read like robert holmes who's a script editor at at the time uh when they Mm -hmm. originally pitched this episode it was not a a origin story or anything and he was kind of sick of doing the daleks so he was like, if we're going to do it, let's do something different and let's do an origin or how they came about or something, which is yeah. how we, we ended up here, which was which I thought was cool. And also, I think in an original draft, Sarah Jane got sick. So she got the radiation sickness and was oh. taken out of it. And then some guy came in or some, there may have been another character or something to take care of her. I like the fact that they gave her she's leading revolutions and she's much right. more uh, – Interesting. She's and, active yeah. in this one, yeah. There's there was a part, apparently a lot of rewrites in this as well. But uh, oh oh, so uh, sorry that vamping there. Um, it's just some of the interesting production things about this. Uh, so this is a six parter. This is the last six parter that they will ever do that is not a series uh, season finale. So this one's just in the middle of this season. This is a six parter. Okay. Um, every every episode, every story arc except for finales are limited to four or less after this point which is kind of interesting. Um, and also uh, Daleks, as well as some of the other major 
like landmark villains like the Autons and Cybermen, uh, were limited to once per season. season. They wouldn't show them ever. It wouldn't show them multiple times okay. in one season. And that makes sense. Which is interesting. The stories are so long. Right. There's only a couple arcs in one. But yeah. yeah. So they, they do start limiting those because they were afraid that they were kind of relying on it too much or people were going to get tired sure. of it. Which I think is a really good note for the current season. Um, although they have pulled back from the Daleks, but every other, you know, every other season finale in the new, new series yes, was Daleks Dalek, or yeah. Cybermen. It's just, it was too much. No, I, I get that. Uh, our next episode for this is Cybermen. Um, yep. But we have issues. And uh, do you have anything else on Genesis? I think we both love it. And we're, uh, um, was there anything else? We have to talk a little no, bit about I think the we're next good. episode. No, other than this being an amazing episode. It's great. It. I hope, um, obviously, I hope if you're listening to this, you, you uh, watched it as well. I watched mine on Hulu uh, because I caved and bought Hulu or subscribed did to Hulu. Did you buy it? I did. Did you get it with the ad-free? I or got ad-free. Whoa. I love Hulu. Like, I was, like, anti-Hulu. I do, you too, could, as well. You but... could, like, I would be like, who wants Hulu? This is garbage. What do I want Hulu for? Because of commercials and everything else. But it's like you get every, just about every episode of Doctor Who. You have, yeah, like, lot, all the yeah. Alan Partridge that you could want. Then I found, like, they have all these Criterion editions of movies streaming. So it's like, I would highly recommend that to anyone that's a Doctor Who fan and wants to get into the classic series. It's like a no-brainer. I mean, for even with the ads for, was it $7.99 sure. or 8 bucks, 8 bucks a month? 8 bucks a month. It's, it, for me, That's I get it. with I watch the commercials. It's fine. They're a minute and a half tops. Right. So I was buying a, a story, a Doctor Who stories. So I'm actually spending less Chunk. money getting this anyway. I mean, I know I'm not owning them, and that's something for me to deal with. Um, but it's it's been great. So that's how I was able to sort of watch this. And I went to watch the next episode. It's yeah. not on there. And not, not only is it not on there, it's not available on iTunes, so I couldn't buy it. It's not yeah. available on Amazon uh, to buy. The only way to get it is a DVD. Now, I've heard it's not a very good episode. Like, if, anytime I've, I've read a review or looked it up, mm-hmm. people say it's it's sort of – Especially compared to this season, because this season's been amazing. Yeah, um, you've got Ark in Space, you've got Genesis of the Daleks. Like it's it's uh, top. Centauran Experiment was great. Yeah. They were they're all yeah. And so I've heard it's, it's kind of a, a huge letdown uh, to the season. Regardless, I'd love to still do it, so I we can cut it. I mean, we could. What we well, could do we could is because it. these things. Well, what I was gonna say is the licensing deal. The licensing deals come back around. I I would rather watch it in a way that. The listeners, you guys are able to watch it with us, and I want everyone to go out and buy the DVD because that's ridiculous. So what we can do is keep an eye on it and check every once in a while. We'll check every week and see if it's come back on because these things do change as the uh, licensing agreements change. They rotate. But it seems so odd that like this one of all of them is not included, and I'm just wondering if it's because they just haven't gotten to it or because it's not good and they're like let's not put our energy there's into plenty of not good ones that they have put on <laughs> so i don't think that's the case all right so but it might it, you never know it might come on to hulu it might come on to amazon prime streaming fair enough anywhere, so, so uh next time we will go to the next episode so now i have to just check here so we're gonna take we're gonna off... jump up to pyramids of mars oh that was one. so good all right. And that is actually available at this moment. It's available on Netflix yes, and, and Hulu. Yeah, so for all of you Netflix fans uh, that don't have Hulu, as Dan said, you can get that there. Maybe if I can get a copy of Revenge of the Cybermen, because my friend has it on DVD, I may borrow it. I may uh, watch it, and maybe we can talk about it a little bit in the opening. So, friends, the next one we're going to do is Pyramids of Mars. This one's going to go up on 10... 
28. So, calendar fans, get on there. 1028 plus three weeks. Dog. I'll 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 see the floor to the to our, our canine friend. Are you waiting for it to happen? All right. No, it's not going to end. Anyway, all right. All right. So, so to anyone that yeah, let's do that. Yeah. So anyone who who has already watched Revenge of the Cybermen or whatever, apologies. I may talk about it in the beginning. If you have heard of, if you have watched Revenge of the Cybermen, why don't you do the podcast for that one, and we'll just put it into the feed. Yeah. And we'll uh, go on from yeah, there. That'll work. So uh, yeah, we had a uh, listener suggest that we buy the DVD and give it out. That's not going to happen. Sorry, Chuck. Um, so I may watch it and, um, talk about it in the beginning. Dan, if you want to do the same, if, if, uh, if you're able to borrow it or whatever, cause my friend does have it on DVD. I'm just interested to see how they wrap it up because it does connect back to the arc. Um, that being said, that we'll being said, it's, it. it's supposed to be a week episode. We don't need to, to waste We'll rip the DVD. Right? We'll put up a torrent. Um, it'll be linked on the you Dr. Who show. Monster. You kidding. are worse kidding. than the I'm Daleks that we, uh. This is true. All right, Pyramids, okay. of, Pyramids of Mars is next. We also have a little bit of thanking to do because we did get a review from Kevin, right, Dan? Yeah, Kevin Scruggs, thank you so much for your five-star review. Uh, great says, guy. great stuff. Great stuff. Keep it up, he says. Kevin, right back at you. Ke- Keep it up, does buddy. Does Kevin have a like a uh, website or anything that's on the oh, review? I didn't, I didn't Are you allowed check. to do that on iTunes? Um, it, It's linked to a whatever fake account you can make all right he's got a fake account who knows it might be my mom so anyway so if you're out there uh and you want to be like kevin because uh i know i doesn't leave us a nice review leave us a leave us stars i think you can give us stars without actually writing anything is that true i think you actually have to write something so you have to have a headline and stop that because people don't always want to write something Eh, you know what i mean i like to just do stars I write all the time, and I don't want to write a review because then you got to big. What am I gonna write? Am I gonna look stupid? Like again, things that I have to deal with on a, on a daily basis. Um, so anyway, if you can star us, write. If you want to put a space, maybe you can just put a space. Uh, also, or you can tell us actually what you think about the show, the things you think we're doing right, the things you like. Okay, if you or don't do like or some that stuff, you can just tell us that too. Or I don't that care. feedback is always good. Uh, again, if you go to the old doctorwhoshow.com, click on schedule, you're going to see what we've got coming up. As we said, uh, Revenge of the Cybermen is currently listed. Um, now we're going to take that off. We'll uh, Pyramids on. of Mars will be next. If you want to reach us via email, which people have done, and thank you for uh, contacting me via email. I'm not going to read who contacted us via email. We got a couple of emails. That's weird. But that's like a private thing. I feel like, you know, if yeah, you want it I public. That's fine. That's fine. I do it on private the private uh, emails is the old sure. doctor who show at gmail.com. You can yep. find Dan on Twitter at I'm at Dan J N J. Yep. And me at E Grissom. And uh, that's it. Right. Thank you for yeah, uh, listening. I don't have anything else. Nope. That was great guys. Did we have anything else we wanted to save for the end? This, no. no. Okay. No, Aces. That's great. Genesis of the Daleks. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get into it. <laughs> <laughs>